Hi, I'm Jory. I play Shayna, the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Clara, the mechanic, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Leo, the scoundrel, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian. I play November, the stitch, and it is good to be here. I'm Jesse. I'm your GM. Bite my shiny metal ass and welcome to Many Realms. This adventure starts on the ship in the lounge slash mess hall of the Houndstooth. The four of you are gathered around the table. Uh, perhaps Jeeves is floating somewhere nearby. And you're just enjoying a nice, uh, quiet evening aboard the ship. Shayna, you have a meeting with a contact in a few minutes, maybe half an hour. So before then, you guys are just scarfing down some dinner and Ox crosses over from the kitchen and she uh, gently places down five bowls of very thin, sad looking watery broth with a couple of lumps of dehydrated protein. It's not a sight that warms any of your appetites. And Ox kind of gives a, a somewhat maybe slightly upset shrug as she pulls out her chair, sits down, and begins slurping her soup. Do we need to be making a supply run? Clara, like, ladles her soup up and watches it drip down and says, I think so. Uh, Leo likes it. Let's let's go with that. She's got to be someone. <laughs> Wa- water soup, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just eating. Uh, I think Shayna is like, come on, be grateful. And then Ox, who looks upset, are you okay? I'm sorry, Captain. I'm sorry that no one likes my cooking today, but I can only work with what I am given. If I can afford salt one week, pepper the next week, and not both at the same time, this is what you're going to get. We have no money. We have no money. That is true. I got a meeting in just a minute, so um, hopefully we can rectify this money situation. Leo just says, like, sarcastically with an eye roll, like, oh, yeah, that that'd be nice. Yeah, because... I'm the one who gave away your money last week, and then I'm gonna go to the meeting. Damn! You're gonna walk out on him? I mean, he just, I, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, Clara looks at, at Leo and says, you just got shut down. Yeah, Ox says, Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she does cock an eyebrow over at you, Leo. Oh, okay, we're we're not fans of, of, of generosity and kindness or anything <laughs> on this ship, okay? It's not always the most generous sector to live in. I think we all know this. Well, my life's taught me to believe in some of the karmatic forces of the universe, so uh, you all can point fingers now. She slurps her soup heavily and she says, I can taste the karmatic forces. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Aha, real funny. I don't think we need to be pointing any fingers here. There will be another job, another opportunity to get some coin. So tonight, this, (laughs) this is what we eat. And tomorrow, maybe something different. Or the same thing. And you know, I should just remind the whole table I have three scrap, so you guys are gonna wanna, <laughs> okay, you're gonna wanna tone it down. Leo starts unscrewing <laughs> the table legs. Uh, well, Captain, maybe at this next meeting of yours, you, uh, you bargain a little harder. Yeah, I can do that for you. we'll see. Shayna, from over at the uh, dish pit where you're just like, scrubbing the soup out of your bowl. The light flashes on the wall overhead, indicating that the visitor is at the door for you to let in. Uh, do I? What do I know uh, ahead of time? This is a man named Femi, and he is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And he was someone who maybe helped you when you first stole the hound's tooth to mm-hmm. get even like basic operations online. Um, so he's like pretty trusted. He's known to be a bit of a kind of silver tongue sweet talker. Um, but he, you know, respects you seemingly as like a a pilot and someone who cares about ships. 
and um, he's offered you some okay jobs in the past. Mm-hmm. He puts the soft sell on everything, though. He sometimes isn't always great about um, accurately estimating like the danger of a job he's about to give you because he'd prefer to just focus on the, the the shiny points. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Yeah, the door of the houndstooth swings open and in steps Femi. He is a uh, tall man with dark brown skin, uh, short cropped hair, really bright shining eyes and teeth. He likes to dress flashily. Today he's got on a bomber jacket that has these digital panels. So as you watch like koi fish swim up and down the sleeves and the front and back of this bomber jacket, um, it's kind of mesmerizing. I want this jacket so bad. Femi walks in beaming and he says, Captain Silva, so nice to see you. How are you today? You look lovely. Thank you. Good to see you, old friend. What's new in your sector? Well, uh, I've been working pretty hard, trying to keep my nose clean for the most part. I mean, there's lots of really good legitimate work going around these days for a good mechanic. Uh, They are expanding hegemony patrols in the area. So I've been doing some upkeep on some of their ships, but uh, that's not what I come to talk to you about. Um, Anyway, I can say anything to drink. Do we have anything to drink? Clara pours some of that soup into a cup. (laughs) This is our new mechanic, Clara. She's a prankster. You got a... A kid on board now, eh? Shayna. I'm 16. She's proven herself a few times. Trust, she knows her shit. But I can get you a glass of water. This is water. He kind of holds it for warmth. He goes, oh yeah, it's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Leo, how you been? How well do I remember this guy? Does he come all the time? It just maybe once or twice. You don't, you don't, I don't think you're like especially close to him. Super yeah, like. I kind of squint. <laughs> I don't remember the face. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I don't think we've met before. I'm uh, Olufemi. Uh, call me Femi. How long have you been on the ship? What you do here? I'm a, I'm a doctor. It's been about a year. That's cool. Shayna, you got yourself a doctor. Yeah, lots has changed since the last time you were here. Here's your water. I give him the glass and I pull out a chair in the lounge. Not, I mean, not too much has changed. It looks kind of, I mean, like the same ship I helped you score 10 years ago. Lots of changed in the crew. The ship itself, yeah, she's familiar. Familiar is one word, yeah. Just surprised you didn't keep up on any, uh, you know, updates, trends. Things are getting a little bit dated, if you don't mind my saying so. We get it, it's a shithole. Hey. That's what he was saying. It, she's a good ship. These trends, they come and go. This, The bones of this thing are what matter. She's well built, for sure. Besides coming to shit on my, my boat. <laughs> What'd you come here for, Femi? I came here to offer you, Captain, and your crew, the most lucrative opportunity you will receive for the rest of the calendar year. I can guarantee it. You can guarantee it. All right. Femi pulls out his phone and he slides it over to you and a little hologram pops up. Everyone has these hologram phones. Probably call them something else, but they are just phones, I guess. Holophone. Holophone. That's what Fry plays. Uh, Well, here's the thing. It would be kind of normalized, so they would probably just call it a phone. Or a holly. A holly. I like a holly. It's like holler, but also like holly. Holler at my holly. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a holly. That's world building, baby. He slides over his holly to you, Captain Silver, and when the image pops up, you can see a flyer advertising the 137th Procyon Cup. Femi says, all right, now listen. This is very important. A lot of details here. I have been contracted to work the uh, engineer team at the cup this weekend, Mm -hmm. and... Simultaneously, I have been contracted by some uh, other interests to perform some key maintenance tasks and ensure that Amelia Starfield does not win the Procyon Cup this weekend. Can't have that. Why can't we have that? There's a lot of money on the line based on her not winning. There's a lot of uh, men in suits that would very much prefer the race happen in a certain order and they have uh, asked me to assist with that. Now I did, I will be completely transparent, arrange an earlier crew to help me with this job, but they fell through a black hole and uh, they're not gonna be available this weekend. So I thought, hey, Captain Silver's in the neighborhood. She loves a good race, I know she does. So there's two, there's two kind of major parts to this. Okay. First, there's the night before the race. There's a bit of a gala, a bit of a to-do. Uh, you will need to submit at least one representative from the crew, ideally the person who is the pilot or is claiming to be the pilot. That's kind of celebrity. Uh, you need to hobnob. You need to gab. You need to put on a good show. Traditionally, 
this night is also when um, race-based shenanigans tend to occur. Uh, mm. Each ship participating in the race will be locked in one of 12 identical hangars uh, at the space station that is touring for this event. I can't give you any codes or anything like that. That's beyond me. But um, if there's any kind of opportunities of sabotage or sabotaging the other races themselves, mm-hmm. that would be kind of the ideal the night before. Then morning of the race, you'll be heading through the Creades Meteor Cluster. Fairly deadly, I have to say. Not not super keen, but Shayna, I think you're one of the better pilots I've met in my time. So, you know, there's a good chance you won't die. I haven't died yet. He, he shows you on the graphic. There's um picture like a capital B um, and you start like halfway up the the long side of the B, and then you just go and kind of make a loop and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, this bottom hump of the B is where there's this like heavy meteor cluster that's like kind of the dangerous last leg of the race. There's also some larger meteors in the first section that kind of produce little gravity wells that you can kind of navigate through and slingshot yourself around. Mm-hmm. So he gives you the general layout of the track, and he says, um, "Pretty tricky. I don't think it's anything you can't handle. Of course." Uh, I don't necessarily expect you to win or anything like that, um, but I need you to stay alive long enough to make sure that whatever it is you need to do to keep Amelia from winning, you can pull off, right? All right. So I'm entering this race and trying to sabotage Amelia Starfield's chances. Yeah, and there's even better news about that part. I mentioned the very powerful men that are very eager to have me coordinate this. Um, he pulls out uh, some papers from his jacket and says, I did sign you up already. And kind of took care of that part entirely. I know you hate paperwork. Uh, did I not tell you anything else? Oh, a very public, you know, televised national, international, intergalactic sporting event. So uh, try not to kill Amelia or really anybody famous. Try not to kill anybody famous. Try not to kill anybody famous. Try not to get famous. At least not for killing people. How? What's in it for us? Besides glory, I guess. Flat six credits for uh, making sure Amelia does not come in first place, and then any reward you get from finishing the race. What are the rewards in the race? Uh, between 12th and 8th place, you'll receive uh, two credits. From 8th to 5th, you'll receive four credits. Fourth place gets six credits, then eight credits for third, ten credits for second, and winner gets 12 whole credits. <sighs> 12! So why do these people care so much that Amelia doesn't win? Well, she's been favored to win all year. She's cleaned up some of the other races uh, this year in the sector, and I think they're just hoping someone's got money on someone else. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. If these people are, like, famous, do we know who they are? Um, probably some of you have heard of Amelia Starfield. Um, Femi can pull up a dossier, a roster of the rest of the teams. Mm-hmm. The next favorite to win is a group called Luna Squad. Mm-hmm. They are uh, uh, kind of... Keeners, a bit too peppy for my taste, but too clean cut. They wear like little matching uniforms. It's a K-pop group. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to say it, but yeah, they're a K-pop group. <laughs> so that's, that's who the company wants. Is is. I haven't been told to ensure anyone else's victory, only Amelia to not come in first. So there's Luna Squad, there's E77, uh, the world's first AI racer. Obviously very technical, proficient racer. And then uh, Favor to Win, they've been cleaning up a bit in the last few cups. We've got the Wreckers. The Wreckers. Yeah. The Wreckers are the uh, people who dropped Clara in the middle of nowhere in the first episode. Those bastards. You know them. Do I know them? She spits on the ground. All right. Does he have any take on uh, Jeeves? Because that's like it's like really rare tech, right? Yeah, is Jeeves just like hanging out here in the lounge? Yes. Sure. Tell me, where did a 16-year-old girl get herself an Urbot? A little insulting. I don't think it matters that I'm 16. You don't have an Urbot and you're not 16. Are you rich? Am I rich? You're the one with the koi jacket thing. What is this? I'll tell you if you give me that jacket. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty tempting offer. I'm not trying to bother you. It's just quite unusual. Well, I found him. It was just luck. Not so sad. Are you able to tune him up? Do you take good care of him? I take the best care of Jeeves. And he uh, like spins around Femi and looks around him and he's kind of analyzing him. Claire goes, what about you? What are your credentials, mechanic? Well, I've been a mechanic for 15 years. Shane has known me for almost 10 of them. I helped, I mean, get this thing off the ground when Shana came limping into my garage with it. I think that's a pretty good credential. 
I probably helped uh, fix the bunk that you're sleeping in tonight. Clara looks at Shane and says, Is he nice? Yeah. I'm very nice. She looks at Femi and she decides. Shane has said he's nice, so he deserves to know. Found it on Baftoma. He raises his eyebrows and he grins again. And he says, All right, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. I just did. You found an herbot on Baftoma. Yeah, people don't really go dumpster diving, at least not people who know what Urtech looks like. That's because there's nothing in that dumpster of a planet. There was Jeeves. Whatever you say, sister. Anything else for me, team? Uh, I've got to be heading on soon. I have a question for him. Yeah, what's that? Um, you're asking us to sabotage the fastest racer in the galaxy. Uh, and you have, though not and reasonably so, not disclosed who your employer is. I assume that they come from uh, a, a, a vast wealth that... I don't know if you've looked around. I mean, you've already had a look at our ship and uh, have have deemed it not the most capable of sorts. Uh, I think if we're going to be able to do this job proper, proper, uh, we're... That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I draw the line. Um, if we're going to do this job proper, we need, uh, we, need a, we need an upgrade or a rental or something of the sort. Um, this is good. You should make probably a sway roll with Femi. A five. He grins and he says, you know what, that's more than fair. Uh, tell you what, I'll loan you some afterburners for the Hound's Tooth for the duration of the race. They must be returned in reasonable working condition at the end of this. It's coming out of my pocket, but, uh, you're right. You're not going to be able to get very far in, uh, without my help. All right, it's been lovely talking to you, meeting you, meeting you, Clara, November, Oksana, Oksana smirks. She bumps her, fu- her she bumps her Holly to his Holly and says, if you ever sell that jacket. Right, will it fit you even? It's a street fit. Right, it's, yeah, that's good, it's street fit, she's right. Okay, um, try not to die, love you guys. I'm on my mobile, see ya. And he's a parts from the house too. Wait, we're on the planning then. Planning and load, right? Yeah. Um, we, if you want to talk about what like the thrust of your plan is here, then we can figure out the type of job it is, and then we can make an engagement roll. Uh, sure. Like during the gala, um, we send a team to sneak sneak virus into the computer of the ship, and then like during the actual race is when like the actual sabotaging occurs. Right? It's just like playing a video game <laughs> with someone else's um, ship during the race. So you just, you got to do the setup during the gala when everybody's like distracted or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, profit. And I'm sure there's nothing between the setup and the profit. It's just a straight right. line. Yeah. Are we going to try to also add on top of that, the idea of trying to then bet on someone and try to ensure yeah. their victory as well, trying to do the two-pronged, because that way you're tied up trying to keep Amelia occupied and we're trying to, you know, uh, orchestrate that at the same time. I Obviously, Clara goes to sabotage. Yes. At least one person has to be at this gala. Yeah. I think if um, Leo is into the betting, Leo should be at the gala. Is that okay with you or would you rather? Yes, yeah, sounds okay, I suppose. Are we going to put the gala person alone? I mean, if you need a date, I volunteer. There you go. Um, who wants to make the engagement roll? Me, Jordan. Uh, he seems nine. to have the most luck rolls. Jordan. Why? You, you roll good. You said. <laughs> One. <laughs> okay. So, we are at the gala the evening before the Procyon Cup. And you are all aboard this space station that um, doubles as the hangars for all of the ships and all of the accommodations for the racers before the race begins. Um, we hear, you know, gentle, high-class laughter, space flash bulbs, space champagne being poured um, in this really elegant, uh, like a grand hall. And part of this space station has clear, like, acetate panels that look out over a distant, like, swirling pink nebula. And you're just watching as it kind of drifts beyond you. Uh, November and Leo, as the official representatives of the Houndstooth, the late game Who Cares entries into the Procyon Cup this year. Um, yeah, you've been standing around here for half an hour. Um, and I think at this point, the press junket starts to make its way up to you. 
on the last on everyone's list. And um, a woman shoves a recording device in your face, November. And she says, tell us who you are, tell the world. Well, I'm October and this is Tia. And uh, this, this is the love of my life. And uh, we'll be flying the wolf Spain. Wow. Did your love blossom on the racing circuits? I think that it crystallized it. Okay. <laughs> what kind of ship are we flying today? The fastest one you've ever goddamn well seen. Okay, big talk from Tio over here. Tell us, how come we haven't seen you any Procyon Cups before? Oh, we're, we're just uh, dipping our toes into the racing. We're not expecting to win, but you know, just just to get the experience of the race. The um, uh, the news person turns to her producer, who's like a few feet away, and like the any semblance of like a mask of pleasantness just like drops. She goes, oh, I can't, okay, yeah. Any kids in the future for you two lovebirds? Oh yeah, like at least four. Wow, you gonna make them work the ship? Be pilots like mom, and dad? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a family affair. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does Tio know about all those four kids? Well, I think, you know, we're, we'll introduce them and, and they can decide for themselves, right? Yeah, if they if it's what they want to do or it's not. It's an equitable partnership yes. that we've got going. Yeah, don't you worry. They'll always have a, a choice. Well... <laughs> Look at that. We've got love here at the Procyon Cup and open-minded approaching to <laughs> parenthood. I'm signing off now. And she turns and walks away. She's like, fuck me. <laughs> at that point, Leo, you feel a hand on your shoulder grip pretty tightly and a voice in your ear that you recall pretty easily. It says, uh, <sighs> didn't you shoot me? Fang. It is Fang of the Wreckers who you got in a bit of a scrap with on Calliope some time back. He has been stuffed into a nice looking suit that does not fit him very well. Behind him stands his Lieutenant Bliss, a perpetually bored looking woman who always seems to not have enough patience for any of Fang's shit. Um, she looks stunning in a, uh, a mermaid cut black cocktail dress. Well, I'm already here with my date, so. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Um, that was mostly for November's benefit, honestly. She looks stunning. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so does November. What is November wearing? I'm so glad you asked. Um, November's wearing like a, a cream colored like romper basically um, with like the, I think I said they have like, like a rock or a gemstone from their like mining planet. And anyway, it's a necklace now. Nice. Yeah. And their blue hair is like twisted up. What uh, you got? Uh, so black. Uh, like slacks or whatever from your Boston outlet uh, supply, and, and then and then nice dress shoes. But he's got like a red and white floral Hawaiian shirt that's tucked in, and then like some some like you know wristwear and whatnot. Uh, kind of a little bit against the formal, but whatever. Yeah, bringing his own taste to it. Both of you turn around and see Fang and Bliss. In response, I outstretch my hand for to, for a handshake and say, uh, no hard feelings? I think there are some hard feelings, actually. Okay, well, maybe next time you'll be the faster one. Didn't you have a captain before? What's it to you? Just here to make friends, meet these people. Hmm. No offense, you don't seem like the type to be making friends. You don't seem like the type to be entering a ship race, honestly. They're all full of surprises. Just like you, I imagine. Are you looking for friends? What are you talking about? Winning. You want to help us win? Oh, I said no such thing, but uh, maybe it's not off the table. And what would I be doing in this scenario? Uh, well, hey, let's just say uh, the enemy of my enemy is a friend. Who's your enemy? Starfield. Ooh. I don't like her either. If she doesn't win, uh, you've got a better chance. And you're going to keep her from winning? I'm not hearing a lot of uh, a confidence yes. here. Yes, it's in the cards, yes. So if I leave you alone, Amelia goes bye-bye. Yeah, but uh, I'm not hearing a whole lot from, from you. Is this just your mouthpiece, or...? 
You're talking to Bliss? Yeah. She saunders forward and she goes, um, you did shoot Fang. Yeah. Did you kill Saito? No. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. How do we know we can trust you? You don't. For all I know, you want revenge on Fang here and you did just about anything to get it. I didn't even know he was here until you guys came up to me. Well, that's a cool lie. That's not true. That's fun. <laughs> Do you have more of those? Uh, All right, I had a suspicion, but uh, I mean, we're mostly here just to make sure that Amelia doesn't come out the other side on top. So, really, it could be anyone, but uh, you know, since you guys seem both capable and, well, it feels like maybe I owe you one. This is a uh, died in the wool sway roll completely. You're trying to convince your previous mortal enemy to go in with you on this <laughs> plot. Well, I have two sway. Nice. Do you want to do any pushy gambit, stressy? Let's do a let's do a gambit. I'll, you know, we start with plus one gambit, and I just I'm just treating it as mine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just kind of wanted to use it, but that's no. fine. Like when November fixes up your wounds and she's like, well, this is my, yeah. <laughs> my doctoring, so yeah. you can borrow it. Six. Bliss uh, surveys you up and down and she says, maybe we were a little bit too hasty back on Calliope. If you're open to working together, I'm not one to turn my nose up at any potential ally, but we'll be watching you closely. If we get a whiff of any takesy backsies, I'll take Fang off his leash. Oh, hang on, do I want to go for this? Uh, what's the deal with personal creds? It's like, just just mine, and in terms of going into the negative, I can't do that personally, that goes straight from the ship, yeah. To go into the negative? Like, to borrow again. Like, what I was, what the play I was gonna do is literally bring them over to like, wherever they're taking bets and bet on them. Cool. Um, to like, solidify my vested interest in them. You can spend ship cred on that. Like we can assume you have access to that. Um, All right, 30 creds. We don't have 30 30 30 creds. I know, we're gonna go in. I don't even know if the two is accurate that we have there. I don't know that we have any money. Going in the negative, baby. If you want to go into debt, you can. Uh, Can I go into personal debt or does the ship immediately go into debt? Mm -hmm. I think technically it's usually measured via the crew. Um, so the ship would go into debt. Um, you'd you'd want to roll an acquire asset roll to find a lender, and that would your roll would determine how much you could potentially borrow, um, and then you would just pay it back at a rate of two cred to one debt. Well, I can't just do this, but I think it would be risky and therefore interesting to to go a little uh, little little in the red here. So um, I will just say for the sake of, of moving this along that I'll allow you to withdraw a number amount of credit between one and four at your choice um, and that you can bet it on the wreckers and you want to kind of like bring Bliss and Fang over and be like I believe in you here's the yeah I walk guy. up to wherever it is and be like you know how much did you say I could? Uh, between one and four I think anything beyond that would get into the point of like a ludicrous amount of money unless you're really trying so to put, like bankrupt everyone so I'll put four one being my personal cred <laughs> okay and then minus Taking three, on three in, in, the, in, the, in the ship. I guess it's up to you if November's gonna be privy to this. I'm assuming that you might come with, or maybe not. Or... I, I think November's just like hanging onto your arm and just smiling politely. Yeah, so I I go up and I say, uh, four cred, wreckers. The croupier smiles warmly and takes your credits, Leo, and Bliss makes a low whistle and she says, okay, you're, either the real deal or you've got some complicated shit going on that I'm not gonna be able to figure out just by myself here. Fang goes, they say money talks. And Bliss goes, bullshit walks. See you tomorrow. They swan off arm in arm. We had a pretty normal, a pretty like even handed thing in here for this uh, gala, but you guys rolled terribly on the engagement roll. And I think uh, Clara and Shane are gonna take the brunt of that. Hey. Let's fill in two segments of this clock, which is hangar alarms. Great. Um, and Shayna, you are standing over Clara as she's struggling to hack open the hangar that contains Amelia's ship. So how, what form is my hacking taking on this episode? Is it like every time I want to do something you're gonna ask me to hack? Or is it like the hacking hinges around me successfully installing this malware? I think we can 
do um, another, there can be two clocks that are competing. Okay. And so one's gonna fill up as like the virus install clock and one's gonna fill up and it's gonna be the hangar alarms clock. Okay, so, but I can, I can push myself to complete this clock quickly rather than like, oh, well, later when we wanna turn off the lights on their ship, that's a new role. Is that correct? Or even just to install the virus is going to be filling up this clock and then using it, there will still be risk. I think it will work up into a point where um, anyone notices what's going on. Like if she doesn't notice, you will not have to necessarily make a roll, but that's not going to be the case forever, of course. Right. Um, I think Clara is a very talented hacker. I think she is breaking into a secure garage to, you know, bust into this like tightly guarded ship and hope no one notices. Yeah, so first, so two things I have to do while here are break into the ship and then also install the malware successfully. And that's why Shayna's here. But that's just, yeah, yes. But that's one clock. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. I, breaking into the ship is not a clock. You can just, like, do that. Oh, okay. That's like a physical action. But installing, I'm imagining you're doing okay. things like figuring out how the ship's tech is set up, then interfacing with it, then installing this virus and, like, getting it out is kind of how I picture it. Shayna, you hear Clara probably swear under her breath, and Jeeves makes a disgruntled beep as um, this hacking job goes awry. Uh, and yeah, she she seems to like shut down whatever alarm was about to go off, but you're not sure how long it's going to last, or honestly how a computer works, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have spy gear in my load? Yeah, I think if you are not showing up publicly on the uh, gala, you can take like a medium or heavy load. Mm -hmm. Heavy is like anyone who sees you knows you are here to commit a crime. <laughs> you are like, you have like guns poking out of your coat. So medium. I can have a medium. Medium is like, if anyone, you know, searches you or whatever, it's pretty obvious. Light is for like, I'm doing disguise work, like Leo in November, probably in light gear right now. Okay, so I'm gonna say I have spy gear. And I'd like to use that spy gear to get through this door to like maybe like put a little bloop bloop on like a number pad and have it like figure out the code itself. Okay, you want to try to like get the actual code? Yeah. With spy gear. Okay. Spy gear is really vague and I'd like to use, take advantage of that. You should. That's fair. Well, if that's what you want to do, I think um, spy gear will give you a plus one on a, let's call it a rig roll. Rig? What's your rig? One. So I get two. Unless you want to help me. I have, I I have two rig. Yeah. Um, can Clara do it? Yeah. Okay. So three. Let me in. Five. Five? Okay. I think, yeah, you go for like the vanilla hack and it doesn't fly. And Shayna goes, well, I brought this um, key fob. <laughs> I, I found it in my junk drawer. Maybe it works. Skeleton key fob. Yeah. <laughs> and you're able to get it going. I think on the five, we're going to tick that clock up one more. So we're at three out of um, eight for the hangar alarms. The door starts to like click, 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 roll up heavy. Uh, inside in the dim light, you can see from this like service corridor, a light playing off the rounded surface of Amelia's small kind of lean speed ship. What do you do? Well, we gotta get inside the ship also. Let's check if it's locked. Um, I think Shayna might be a little nerdy about this like fancy ship. It's really cool. So I think um, I might take a second to like be like, oh wow, she has like XYZ like thrusters and like I would kill for this kind of like mechanism to go fast. I think Clara would nerd out with you for a little yeah. while. We'll, we'll take a second to marvel at it. This episode sponsored by XYZ thrusters. <laughs> um, or is there a way, is there like some kind of like computerized mechanism on the outside that you can get into too that just like that you can like. Is there? Yeah. Say yes. Say yes. Yes, there is a mechanism. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, first I'm gonna check if the if it's locked. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then I will try to go from. The I hope it's <laughs> miraculously it's not locked. Well, then I'll try to go from the outside computer, which is probably a little bit harder, but sure. Than the inside. Um, I think you can make another hack roll, but in the interest of this not being entirely hack rolls, Shayna, you are watching as a. Uh, Clara attempts to interface with the, the door of this ship. And from the service corridor, you see a blue light growing steadily brighter. And it seems like something is moving towards the open door of the hangar. Mm. Can you close it behind us? Uh, I think I want to run over and be like, hi, I work on this ship. And I th think I forgot to put my thingy in the ship. That's, the, I think, where I'm the, if that's a good route. 
It's reckless. But she's famous. They might be like, this is famous. clearly Amelia's ship. Well, I'm her co-pilot. That's a good, yeah. All right. It's so um, risky, but. Reckless. Clara will go hide behind one of the legs of the ship. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run over and be like, hi, hi, I'm so sorry, hi. Yeah, when you sprint out and head over, you actually see that you are coming face to face, not with a human guard, but with an Urbot, um, like Jeeves, mm-hmm. who is designated to patrol this part of the hangar. And it has a little kind of party hat shaped blue conical light that is just like swirling around the top. It's his birthday. <laughs> 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 And that's where the deathly laser is. Yeah, and that's where the laser shoots from. It's very cute. And when you come close, even before you can begin your story, it's like... Intruder detected in the hangar bay. Intruder detected in the hangar bay. No, 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 no. Um, do I know her name? The Or their name? The, uh, the co-pilot? I don't think you do. Just guess. There's a chance. Hi. No, no, I'm not an intruder. Hi, I'm Amelia's co-pilot. Hi. Um, Jennifer. <laughs> Come on. Jennifer. Come on. Please present Jennifer's identification. Nice. Well, that's, that's, that's the problem. Um, I left my ID and my key in the ship. And I'm trying to get into the gala. But I left my ID and my invitation. Everything is in the ship. I left my keys in my car. You require access to the ship. Contestants are not permitted access to the ship after they've been sent to the hangers. But I, I left my... ID and I need to get to the gala because, um, you know, Amelia, she's a star. She's the wife that people are coming in and I have to be there to support her and to, you know, be like someone to bounce off or all of her funny jokes is for the press. I have to be the straight man. If no one starts laughing, it's going to be really awkward. I have to laugh so that other people know that she's being funny. Make a sway roll, Jennifer. Should I push myself to sway better? I get so stressed out about this yeah, but the stress goes on Jennifer's sheet, not yours. I got a five. Okay. The Urbot says, um, Accessing protocols. Accessing protocols. Accessing protocols. I will escort you onto the ship. Thank you so much. What's your name? Name. Thank you so much, name. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Uh... <laughs> Shayna, this nameless but named name Urbot. <laughs> You're proud of yourself? You feel good? Um, bamboozle the robot. Bamboozle this robot. It was his birthday. Aww, not was on his born? birthday. No, it's not his yeah, birthday. Today is the first. I just rolled off the line. That's why I'm so gullible. Um, he drifts in um, to the hangar and moves towards the entry of the ship. Clara, if you are attempting to hide and remain unseen like during this scenario, especially since um, really only Jennifer is supposed to be here, uh, I might ask you to make a skulk roll. Okay. I should probably take something for this. I suggest spy gear because yeah. it means anything. <laughs> <laughs> I use spy gear. Did you both show up in like black turtlenecks and beanies and you were like, nice. <laughs> it's not my fault this game has spy gear. Well, well, Eli will need hacking tools. I will, but I'm not using that right now. I am I am going to use the spy gear, which we both took. <laughs> what does your spy gear do, love? It'll take, make me stealthy. It's got like the suction cups where I can I can hide on the side of the ship. <laughs> yeah, you're you were like under the ship, and then you suction cut to like the belly of it, and just pressed yourself against it, mm-hmm. and that was it. It's fucking <laughs> dubious. Okay, you'll get it. I'll give you an extra D to roll that that skulk. Nice. Oh, one and a two. Oh boy. It's oh like. And the suction cups come loose and Clara comes crashing on to the bottom of the, uh, <laughs> you need to redo the, the goo on the suction cups each time you right. take them out. I didn't out. know that. But I mean, it's based on air suction, so. <laughs> no, no, no. These are goo suction cups. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> didn't you read the I feel like air suction would be like a timeless thing, you know what I mean? Like, well, there's no air in space. I mean, are we in space suits? <laughs> I'm just There's no atmosphere here. <laughs> oh God! We didn't, I didn't take a helmet with me in my loads. <laughs> the suction cups break, and Clara crashes to the ground just as Shayna and the Urbot are walking and floating by, respectively. The Urbot pauses, and it says, uh, "What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that?" <laughs> 
I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Gaslight the robot. <laughs> Girl bossitude. This is this is ludicrous. No, you you failed this bad. You need to take a consequence, uh, young lady. Get fart name. Yeah, name. Well, name if you can believe it is a bit of a cop, and um, moves towards the direction of sound. I think he just sees you. Yeah, he just sees you on the ground. The the blue light is like shining in your face. How durable and tough does this? Is it fully a security? I can't just like shoot it, right? Sure you can. I would imagine that this is like a system of like someone sitting at a desk eating some like chips, maybe falling asleep at the chair, watching Netflix, and then like a little light comes off. This is like name the Urbot. And he's like Names down, names down, Hanner, whatever. That's scene location, that's scene location. Oh god. We had all PBO for name. No, you say the name. No, his name's and you just do that over the radio. Why the fuck do we need to know? Yeah. God damn it. Is that a reasonable is that a reasonable expectation? If you attempt to disable name, the Urbot, I would say that on a on anything less than a total success, you're probably gonna raise the alarm a lot. Um, but on a mixed or full success, you'll be able you'll be able to disable an Urbot. It's not meant to like take on like legions of trained fighters or anything. It's like a security guard. But, but it's not like it's connected to a security cam. Like I'm already fucked. Someone has already seen my face. So what do you want to do here? Um, I'm gonna get a heavy blaster and I just start blasting them. <laughs> Love it. Okay, roll to roll to scrap. I'm gonna push myself in and spend a gambit. Three. Yeah. I mean, you guys and your rolls. You can resist. I'd like to resist. Okay, so because you failed this, my my gut would be, this is also, I'm going to say, a desperate action. So I think you can also mark um, experience and prowess because you, you're putting yourself out on the line here. Awesome. And so what I would say is that failing this would click this hangar alarm clock up by three. So you go from three to six, and that's almost full. But if you resist it, um, you can, I guess, bring it down to a two, maybe by like shooting out, uh, if you like misname, perhaps you shoot like the intercom in the hangar so that like it's less, it's gonna be harder for them to hear what's going on. It'll take a little bit longer, buy yourself a few moments. Um, so I'll let you, I'll let you cut it down to two clock ticks if you um, resist. Okay. When you resist, you roll your lowest attribute, which is the category you have the least amount of first triangles in. And then you're gonna take six stress minus whatever the result of this roll is. Oh, I take one stress. Okay, so, um, you, you, Nate starts like blaring the blue hat turns red. Not red. Not red. And Nate starts freaking out and making like laps. I think, yeah, he's going for um, the door, the hangar door. And that's also where this like kind of intercom is. And you spray like wildly shots on this heavy blaster and like a huge uh, shower of sparks shoots out from this intercom that you've hit. It scares Nate away from the door for a few seconds. So you have a chance to go after him again, either one of you, but um, he's freaked out. He's not gonna be easily calmed down and the uh, ship's still not open. And like eventually some other patrol is gonna come. So things that were getting fucky technically, I think is a term. What do you do? Clara is gonna say, Shayna, I need you to fix that. And then she, cause we're running out of time. I just have to go and lock the Yep. Name, name don't. <laughs> I'm gonna run over and be like, I don't know who that is. Can you, you don't, I don't. I'm not with her. <laughs> I don't know her. Um, what's a better thing for me to do than to just keep up the Jennifer lie? I think you just get close to it and blast it. I think you have to kill yeah, it, yeah. Even if, even if you were Jennifer, he has bigger fish to fry than letting you on your ship. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna, I guess I'll, I'll blast. I can blast. Blast them up. Nice, give me neutral. What am I, <laughs> call it a blast. And what, what am I doing? Uh, this is scrap for sure, if you're gonna shoot him. Four. Four, okay. Whew, I'll take it. I think it's, so you're gonna take one more on this four. Um, so we're at six out of eight. I think you run over to name and maybe there is still like the moment where you're like, it's me, Jennifer. <laughs> like we go back and then it's just kind of like, as you're running over, it's like, okay, take the blaster out. Um, and you just pump a few rounds into name. Um, I think name is like flung against the half open hangar door and he like shatters into a hundred pieces. So the klaxon stops. I think he scatters. I'm gonna imagine you like slam the hangar door shut for now or like much lower so that no one will see that it's open. Um, but perhaps unbeknownst to you, like a little antenna or like loose 
blood spray of nuts and bolts of name is like under the door and out in the hallway. So there's a chance someone will see it later. With the hangar security dispatched, let's head back to Leo and November at the gala. Do you want to talk to any of the other racing contestants? Oh, sure. We should definitely talk to both the robot and the K-pop group. Okay. E77 is represented by a very androgynous person in this all white jumpsuit outfit who is holding a little like glowy Rubik's cube in their outstretched palms and is sort of like E77's escort for the evening. And you step up, perhaps unsure of how to um, conduct yourself in this uh, social setting. Yeah, I don't think November's ever talked to like a robot on purpose. Uh, So E77 is the cube? Presumably. Okay. As you approach, I'll spare you this torment and the cube, the sides of the cube flicker different panels of light and you hear this smooth voice emerge. It says, Good evening. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. I am E77. With whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? I'm Tio. October. Fellow racers in the tournament tomorrow? Aye. Tell me, how long have you been racing? About as long as I can remember. When, uh, my Mima and my Papa uh, put me on, uh, well, it was probably before your time, actually, to be honest, when it was... Uh, I'm five years old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, cars, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they used to be on the ground. And uh, they had an old one, a Junker, from, uh, I think it was a 2000s Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> My mom drove a 2004 <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I fell in love instantly. And then when the transition to space was a rocky one, but, uh, you know, if you can drive a car on the ground, you can drive a car in the, in, in space. It's just more, more driving that you can do. Wow. I appreciate the unique perspective that your experiences must have informed you with. I'm assuming then you've been, uh, driving for five years. Yes. I was built to pilot my custom ship, and I've enjoyed it. Mm. Do you like doing anything outside of that? The cube is silent for a long time, and then it says, um... I like podcasts. Mm. So do you have, like, thoughts and feelings of your own? The, um, the attendant, uh, grips the cube very tightly. Uh, you can, like, see him kind of, like, squeezing it rhythmically. And um, the cube kind of stutters for a second, and E77 goes, I am programmed to pilot. That's my primary function. Uh, do you have some kind of uh, special connection between you and the, the ship technology? It's not like anything I've ever seen before. Yes, when I'm plugged into my mainframe installation point on the deck of my ship, I'm able to access with complete scientific precision the location of my ship within space, the altitude, the diameter, the wind flow. There's no wind in space, of course, but sometimes when you're within a planet, wind flow can be very important. It's like being the ship, essentially. It's a it's an intimacy unlike any living being has ever experienced with a ship before. Well, that's just absolutely fascinating. Yeah, how do you know that? It's in my programming. It's in the press release PDF that I downloaded this morning. Are you, are you like sponsored by like a company or? I'm a product of Koyama Engineering Division. Is, uh, is this kind of like what we're looking at for the future? No, I mean, no one can see the future yet. But I like to believe that based on my popularity, we'll see more AI racers in uh, tournaments like these to come. I hope one day they make me a wife. Ah! <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you couldn't deprogram the gender. If you'll excuse me, uh, I believe it's time for my photo shoot. Anyone else to talk to? K-pop. Yeah, Luna Squad is wearing four matching jumpsuits in shades of um, red and orange, kind of fiery, and they move in like a slightly uncanny synchronicity. I think that comes from spending five hours a day on group choreo. Um, and when you approach. Um, the leader whose name is, the leader's name is Thomas. And uh, Thomas, do you listen to Lunar Squad? To Luna Squad? Do they're you listen actually, to Luna Squad? They're actually canonically a band? She just writes it. All I do, all I can do is just respond. I just say shit out yeah. loud. 
<laughs> You're all the puppet masters. I just dance. Uh, that's a big mood, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you see our latest video, Puppet Dance? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That one's a banger. Certified. Certified bop. I love your accent. Oh, uh, thanks. I like yours. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, what's it like being a, a musician and, and a space racer? It's um, still slightly disturbing how much the answer comes in like four highly rehearsed parts. And um, it's like, racing has its challenges, but we love working together. And together we can overcome anything. Just like we sang about in our last album. We haven't heard of you guys. Are you ready to race? Oh yeah, never been more ready in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know that we've got anything on you and your uh, whole, uh, you know, synchronicity there. It's, you know, the connection of a band is just something extra special. Music brings people together like nothing else. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I'll be blasting some of your tracks while we're flying. Ah, uh, you're gonna make us all blush and sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Luna Squad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what do you love about flying so much? Well, at first it started as a publicity stunt for our latest album, Blast Off to Your Love. But then we, re <laughs> but then we realized that flying really speaks to us, and we decided to participate in a few more high-profile cups. And I don't know if we're going to win this one, but maybe people can have a, an incredible chart-topping music career and still pursue their hobbies of ship flying. Maybe we don't have to choose. Listen, from, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan, I'm not gonna lie. So maybe you'd tell me, like, which one of you, like, has like the real hidden talent for this? Sway roll. Um, I'll push myself for an extra die. Cool. Oh, that's six. Thomas is like, well, as the lead singer, I think that I kind of, and then Mitchell's like, I don't think you're the lead singer. And then Thompson's like, well, I sang lead on the majority of songs on our last album. And Mitchell's like, yeah, but you only wrote two of the songs. And then Lenny is like, well, I don't know if songwriting is even gonna translate. And then um, Bruce, not Lenny and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. They're just my two favorite Neopets. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's I was doing, not... We're not referencing Lenny Bruce. <laughs> Isn't it weird universe. that Lenny Bruce is a person and Lenny and Bruce are two kinds of Neopets? Does yeah. that's Neopets true. love Lenny, Lenny Bruce? I Well, no, because the Bruce was based after a television presenter called Bruce. Welcome to Jesse's Neopets <laughs> Corner. And Bruce says, um, yeah, we've already talked about this with our manager and we're not supposed to talk about this friend. And then Thompson's like, anyway, I think it's pretty clear that I'll be behind the wheel the most of the time and I'll be steering this ship. And Mitchell shoots daggers at him and uh, Lenny grabs Bruce's drink and drinks it himself. <laughs> they have forced wheels. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> three of them are not plugged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the music video so they can all do that. <laughs> Wait, I love Luna Squad. Can that be the show instead? Yeah. Can you guys play Thomas and Mitchell and Lenny and Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Patreon bonus app. Okay. It's the Luna Squad. Um, they fall into infighting. You've successfully, yeah. Okay, great. Well, it did not take a lot. Um, no, fragile, fragile. I think I think singers are always like a hair's breadth away. Oh sure. November tosses a wink over their shoulder to Leo. Nice. <laughs> um, any other major moves to play? Or should we get to the saboteur? Yeah, let's uh, wreck some shit. Sure. I will say, as you, November, stroll away from these bickering uh, cuties, um, you see someone at the far end of the room watching you. She is tall, um, very uh, very lean build, very almost like bordering on frail. Mm. Uh, she has short, um, sort of like jaw-length gray hair that's pulled back, very sleek, uh, a tall neck with some like glittering gems strung along it. And um, she's wearing this kind of bespoke tailored flight suit that ends in these elegant black gloves. With one hand, she's holding her champagne flute. Amelia Starfield watches as you uh, make your way with Leo to the other end of the room. Clara, make this hack roll and get onto this goddamn ship already. Holy hell. <laughs> uh, how, is this an easier roll to get in? No, this is a pretty high tech ship. Absolutely. So I am going to use my hacker ability, which means I can use my special armor to hack 
Thanks. Great. Six. Nice. Let me in. Get that door open and the little ramp extends out and you two hustle aboard the ship, which is called the, uh, it's called the Starfield. Um, it's called Starfield Hates Mondays. <laughs> you step aboard this ship and the emergency lights flicker on. I do think there is like that, that bit of envy um, aboard this like gleaming modern ship where all of the doors are actually unlocked where the ice machine actually works instead of just giving you shitty ice and then you hold it for a really long time and then no ice comes out and then when you push it again a ton of ice comes out which isn't what you wanted but it's just like so corporate you know like ours has character you know i don't think amelia ship is without character in fact it's a character that none of you know uh too much about but there are some like interesting touches. You see like an instrument case lying in one corner. Um, but I assume you're making your straight for like the, mm. the bridge. Um, and so it is, you know, fairly antiseptic. Um, there's no plant wall, but you step forward and Clara, I imagine you get to work. Um, you need to fill up this virus clock uh, by, you know, hacking or rigging or making any related role. Um, and Shayna, you're on guard duty. So why don't we start with this um, this roll to get this clock filled? I will say it's six slots. So any six you roll fills up half of it. Any mixed success fills up two. Okay, I also have tinker, which is when you work on a clock with rigor hack or when you study a schematic, fill plus one second. Awesome. Wow, this is really great for all of your abilities. Yes, it is. It's almost like... <laughs> you're the hacker. I know, well, we've had our hack stuff, but never in such a sustained yeah. focus thing, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, so I am going to take my hack roll, but I'm also going to push myself. Okay. That's a six. Nice. Nice. So you can fill up four of the clock. It's team hashtag Liddy. That's right. Yeah. All right, I'll roll again. Okay, Shayna, are you doing anything while you're on here while Clara's working? Do you want to help me? I can help you. Thank you. Five. Five. Okay. And I needed that extra dice, so thank you. So you, uh, I almost wonder if you like kind of, you've talked a lot about like Jeeves, like is your hacking rig in some senses. So I wonder if you just like plug Jeeves's like personal like USB port into the console of Amelia's ship and you enter the debug mode. Um, are there any like specific things you want to like set up like a link where you can control her systems later? Is that the kind of like the broadest synopsis of it? Yeah. Okay. You know, when like you're having trouble with your work computer and then IT takes over your desktop, is this like relatable to anyone else? Yeah. Yes. What I don't think you can do is control like this. Yeah, 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 that's sure. fair. But she puts what is essentially a Raspberry Pi inside the wires of the nice. ship yeah. um, that lets you yeah, take control, not physical, literal control, like of the wheel, but of everything else's. You hold down the button on the top of Jesus' head and the button on the console until they pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a five. So you are gonna do one last tick of the clock. But um, I think if you have no other business on the Starfield Hates Mondays, then you can saunter back down the ramp uh, shut it and get out from under this hangar door and, and might, might just take off. Yeah, as much as I want to snoop, it is not worth it. Let us get out of here. Relatively clean, a little bit of machine oil blood on your hands um, and some stress in the bargain, but you guys head back to the accommodations that the crew of the Houndstooth has offered where you see uh, Leo and November um, doing what? Eating ice cream. <laughs> I think like maybe it's in some form of like celebration using their drink tickets in anticipation of like them coming. Like on our end, it seems like it went pretty smooth. I got some intel, probably feeling decent about the job. Are you going to, I imagine you're not going to tell Shane about the bet you placed and the debt you have taken the ship into. Well, I don't know when I was going to bring this up. So maybe I should bring this up now. Uh, like, no, but also... <laughs> <laughs> but also, and I want, like, I guess this is also like a soft pitch, like, E77 is Koyama Tech, and recent Koyama Tech within, like, past five years, and is also, like, clearly from the, in the interaction we had in some way, like, knows, has some level of sentience or knows something and is being obviously retained away from that, and... Presumably on a chip because it's an AI, it just is like slotted in and that's it. So like, I'm wondering, it feels like for Leo, it's like a 
if not just an opportunity to get information on people that like turn him to how he is also like a piece of tech to leverage like even in some way of like blackmail or something to that effect you want to steal e77 yeah which is like also then i'm kind of would be like i guess ditching november but it's like yeah that's what i'm like i'm like it just feels like that type of like we like for leo he has that that interaction that seems harmless but there's a lot of light bulbs and a lot of alarms that go off for him because it's like what seems like kind of a regular job and we're going through it this way now all of a sudden is like very pertinent to his i guess his overarching goal as a human being (laughs) for sure um so that's something you want to do like after the gala and before everyone kind of recoups in the the accommodations is that what you are getting at well i guess it wouldn't it just be during the actual race then because that's when he would be most vulnerable i think if you are going to like attempt to board another ship um you certainly can do that um it would be hard for the ship and Shayna to focus on kind of any additional tasks if your priority is to like uh match pace with and board a ship that doesn't know that you're doing that in like the middle of a race course. Okay, right? well, I think a better way to go about this then is what we're doing leading up to them returning is I'm confiding in November this exact information and altercation. So I've now told November about how like... You haven't told her shit. I want to hear it on my beautiful podcast. Because November is the one that he's confiding in to treat it, that November would be privy to the information of how uh, Leo used to work for Coima Solutions in some type of like very niche subsector, not uh, uh, public-facing side of it that that was totally. very, very sketchy. Um, that has now since been completely debunked, and he's like essentially as a person and as a piece of tech, a relic of that past, and it's something that he both needs to uncover for himself if he wants to live, as well as a dirty little secret that probably has a lot further reaching implications than just himself that he's trying to in some form of justice um um fix so i guess to bring audience up to speed that's where we're at because i think that he's going to confide that much in you so i think that now after we've had this stuff at the ball and we had our lovely you know our lovely time together and we're, we're sipping away and for us it went well he he's now confided in you that he is basically looking for your your grace to find out more and maybe and maybe stage stealing e77 altogether for both himself as well as i guess your care of me it seems like it could offer insight to a plethora of 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 that uh situation Mm -hmm. um to which november would say like whatever you're thinking of doing can't wait till after the race like and AI is probably a really good bet against Amelia. And uh, I I respect that you need answers, but we also really need money. Well, I, I agree that I think that East 77 is going to be one of the shoe-ins to win the race. And so it seems like it, it could be beneficial. I, I take him out of the race and we only get our chances to be that much better. I know it then puts a lot of pressure on, on you to, and the rest of the crew, frankly, to, to handle everything else. But, you know, I did put a lot of money on. And look, no one asked you to do that. You were there. I mean, Shana was, and half the crew has got their, you know, staring daggers into the back of my head. And mm-hmm. so I just felt what I thought was, <laughs> You know, I was saying all that big talk about karmatic forces, so I hope that, you know, they decide to move in and I don't know, people can forgive me. I don't know if that's even fair, but uh, that's how I feel. We've invested a lot in this mission in several ways. Here's hoping that the other two had, you know, good luck on their end because otherwise things are about to get really dicey. Well, look, I don't, I don't know what's best right now. I'm gonna have to think about it. But uh, whatever happens on the day, uh, I, I mean, I just need you to, to, to trust me that it's, it's for the best of. It's not just for my own self-interest. It's for the best of this, this mission at, at large. Mm-hmm. As your doctor, like, <laughs> I know you know what's best for you, 
But I also have to think about the crew and the captain. This is all I've got, Leo. Yeah, me too. Can you, for now, keep the the our little our little wager? Can we see how it pans out before we mention it? Can you be complicit in my? <laughs> how would you feel? <laughs> Doctor, patient you. confidentiality. Does it extend to criminal negligence aboard a ship? <laughs> Many have asked these same questions. I know I'm putting you in a ton of not great situations right now, but I mean we're in, in deep in more ways than one, and so it just feels like we need a big payoff, and we needed yesterday. So uh, I'm just trying to sow the seeds of that. Mm-hmm. Well. It was uh, it's your money, your idea. So I trust that the actions that you will take will, you know, support your odds. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> right? Well, it's like you, if you're going to invest so much in this, like, don't fuck it up. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Yeah, you're you're digging the hole deeper and saying, I've got a plan. I do, before we close out, just want, I think, everyone coming back to the to the mm. this hotel suite. Mm. Um, after you are just, like, wrapping up this conversation, November and Leo, the door opens. Um, Shayna's uh, out of breath. Clara's hair is all mussed when she fell on the ground of the thing. There's, like, oil in her hair. Uh, and they kind of, like, saunter in, um, looking... Pleased with themselves, sheepish, out of breath. I like to think on the way back, Shayna and Clara came up with like a, like a high five, a secret handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has a secret handshake. <laughs> like a nice. we did it. Secret. It's always you. It is. Yeah, I love yeah, a secret yeah, handshake. Yeah, 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 honestly, I think um, on our way back, like I feel, like, I don't know about Clara, but I think Shayna would be like, that was fun. Like that was a good time. Yeah, Clara likes causing havoc and yeah. obtaining things and hacking. So it was all the things that I like doing. Yeah, so. maybe you two are like, "This is it. This is our shit on the line." At least you come in like laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you're, yeah, you both had that like serious conversation, and Clara and I come in like, yeah, laughing and like feel so alive. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you guys do? Great. I had a great time. Oh yeah, I met I met the band that I like. Was there any good food at the party? Oh yeah, they had these little stupid sandwiches. I've never seen anything quite so small. It seems really stupid because it's not like you get full <laughs> off of it. But it tastes good. Yeah, here, why don't you try one? And I, <laughs> from inside my my sewn on pocket inside my Hawaiian nice. shirt. You were filling up on gala sandwiches. <laughs> I bring out the odors, lay them out with our with our beverages. Well, we st- we started the episode being it's drinking bookends. Powerade as a meal. You wish you were drinking you Powerade. Wish you were Powerade. <laughs> yeah, it was raw soup. So I mean, this is some good shit. Okay, so yeah, I pull out a bunch of sandwiches from my pocket. Nice. I'll, I'll <laughs> maybe up the Annie. Do you also pull out um, like a little couple extra glasses of champagne? Can we get a toast to end the episode? Pour out uh, one. Uh, we'll even pour one for juice. Uh, you probably won't have it. But... No, I'll have it. Okay. Clara <laughs> drinks so much alcohol. Raise, raise, raise the glasses uh, and uh, turn to the captain uh, expectedly. To a big payout. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four of Many Realms Hounds 2. Things are getting a little bit crazy, and I hope you're excited to see the conclusion of our great space race. We'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. If you'd like to see our downtime mini episodes, hear bloopers and outtakes, or have the chance to have a character named after yourself, like Amelia Starfield, named after our patron Amelia, head over to patreon.com slash many realms for more info. Thanks. <laughs>